The Redshirt Podcast was created by three passionate high school seniors whose life revolves all around their love for professional and collegiate athletics. Our host consists of second-string quarterback Max Bernacino, his trusty old lineman Richard Jaquez, and our loving support from student section leader Zedric Ahmed. In our pilot episode, we focus on the upcoming NFL draft and names to focus on for the defensive and offensive side of the ball. This is the Redshirt Podcast. All right, well, I think we should just jump right into it. If you want to start off with the quarterback, I think Max is the heart of the offense. Uh, you can get us going right now. Yeah. All right, so you want to start at number five? Uh, Sure. All right, number five for me, I got Jordan Love out of Utah State. Uh, 6'4", 224 pounds. His 40 was 474, which is a little slow. But I feel like he's the biggest question mark I've seen in all the quarterbacks I look at. I mean, he's got 20 touchdowns, but he also has 17 interceptions to go with that. He's got a cannon of an arm, but his decision-making is just kind of questionable, which is why I'm not sure on the guy. A lot of guys are saying if he finds the right coach, he can be kind of refined to um, become a good quarterback in the NFL one day, but that's a lot of ifs. So I mean, that's he has a lot of fun for me. If you look at him, it's like he's got a 60. He's fast. You can't, you can't just be given speed so quick going into, into your first year as a rookie player. I mean, of course, you're, you're coming out of college. you got a lot to wonder about. I mean, I, I like that pick. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has potential. I just He's just got to be able to make better. I mean, 17 interceptions is yeah, insane. That was first in that, FBS last year. So, he's got to work on his. So, so yeah, number I mean, five you can, for you can, me. You can make someone smarter. It's all, it's all I heard make them just, just faster. It's very true. It's very true. Richard, what you got? So, number five, I have Tua Tungvaloa out of Alabama. Um, Six-foot quarterback, little short, little short on the shorter side. Um, average arm strength, you don't know much about the hip. He says his hip is fine, but, like, can't have any workouts, no private workouts. Team doctors can't visit because of the coronavirus. So, you have enough- he has an injury history. Um I do want to add that to my quarterback rankings. Mine is considering Tua is 100% healthy. So, for my quarterback rankings, this is assuming that Tua's hip's 100% fine. If, if, He's the quarterback he was two years Tua ago. Tua was healthy, he'd rankings. be higher on my list, definitely. But I'm going off with what I see right now going into the draft on Thursday. I see him as, like, very risky. This is like – I mean, unless – I'm make or break. This is like you either get 100 or you get zero. He's a legit dual-threat quarterback. He can beat you with his arm. I have him in comparison to, like, a Russell Wilson um, able to make plays. Um, He can make nothing into something with his legs, has very good playmaking ability, but he does have the best deep ball in the draft. That's what I believe. He can make those deep throws, and – he just fits balls in the tight windows. Like he's a really good thrower, but his arm strength is just average. Like he's, I mean, even he's if, just average. Even if I was like just a GM and like trying to make these picks, I I would still rank two a higher, even with his hip. Because I mean, you could redshirt him for the first like year or so, just have him kind of sit back. If if he was getting drafted, like I'm a Lions fan, right? And there's talks yeah. about him going to the Lions. If he just kind of sat back, like played really really lightly in the preseason. Just to kind of see where he's at, <clears throat> and then just kind of watch and watch the greatness of Matthew Stafford, you know, and just kind of. <laughs> wait. So wait, I have a question yes. for Richard. 
So I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that Russell Wilson comparison was actually pretty spot on. But did you say he had average arm strength and later go on to say he can hit every single okay. deep ball well, he throws? Okay, well, the deep ball and, like, arm strength, see, like, when I'm talking about, like, the you, best deep about, like, ball, I'm talking about, speed, like, placement. Velocity. When I'm talking about deep okay. ball, I'm talking about placement. He has okay. the best, like, he can put it into, like, the receiver's hands. But his arm strength is just, like, average. If you know what I mean, I'm honestly going to disagree with you there. Watching his tape, I kind of like some of, especially like his throws when he's on the run. I mean, he's made a lot of but like, throws as, when he's got a guy. But on as you know, like as you know, well, this is me basing off like with his injury. You know, like your throwing motion, like your hip is involved. It's like how like hard you can throw the ball, how fast you can throw it. So like, oh, 100%. so like that's why I'm saying like his arm strength is average because of his hip. I agree with that. That's like that's why I feel like two is the hardest guy to rank here because of that hip. I feel like if the hip's 100% healthy, I honestly believe he is one of, if not the best quarterback in this draft. If the hip's not healthy, I mean, I don't yeah, think he what, has an NFL career. So the hip's definitely a giant first. question mark. But I mean, so should we, we should we move on to yes. four, Richard? All right. Well, number four for me, I got Justin Herbert. I mean. This one's hard for me because you look at everything in Justin Herbert's stats. I mean, he's 6'6". The guy is a giant. He has 3,471 passing yards last year, 32 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. I mean, numbers just jump off the page for him. But you watch a lot of his film, and it's just not that impressive to me. Like, I understand everyone's very high on him. There's even talks that, like, he's the number two quarterback to go in the draft. I just don't see it from what I've seen. I could be 100% wrong, but I don't think he's as good as people are making him out to be. So I have him at and number four, I have Jordan Love. 6'4", out of Utah State. Um, I believe that he is the – has the most potential out of this quarterback draft, depending on where he goes. A lot of talks that he'll drop to the second round, um, potentially going to, like, a team like the Patriots, if he ends up in the Patriots. I think I – think Who knows what could happen. I can see him. Because everyone knows Joe Burrow's going first. Like, Joe Burrow's definitely yeah. going first. But, like yeah. – Jordan Love, I think, has the most upside in the Well, it draft. just depends on what team's looking for him, really. Yeah, that- depends, like, where he lands. If he goes to the right team, I believe he'll be the best quarterback in this draft. I think it's, I think it's all about being drafted think- to a team, like, depending on who their, what their quarterback situation is right there. If you can just bring him up through some sort of system. Kind of like, kind of yeah, like but the, the only guys. problem I, think- I don't like about Jordan Love was all the turnovers he had. Turnovers were exactly. a big problem. Which that's why I feel like no matter what you want to say about Jordan Love, potential arm strength, everything else, like he is not a guy you can plug in day one and he's going to make a difference. You're going to have to work with this guy. Like it's going to be a learning process and there's going to be some bad years before there's good ones. But if the potential works out, I agree. He could be very good. And I'm just going to say this off rip right now. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Redskins fan now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Zedrick, we we have to work on that intro. That was a little interesting. I I see, I see, all right, should we move on to him? I don't know. I feel like if you brought up Kyle Hill Jones, you're trying to do Daniel Jones. Honestly, I see a little more Daniel Jones than uh, Justin Herbert. Just a very like tall quarterback that's going to make the right throw. Maybe not yeah. the best one, but the right one. So, Max, who do you have at number three? Number three. My top three were very hard for me to rank. Number three, I have Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Ooh. I mean, everyone knows Jalen Hurts. 
32 touchdowns. But the biggest thing about Jalen Hurts to jump out to me is the fact that he can use his legs too. Over 1,000 rushing yards last year, Oklahoma, 20 rushing TDs. I mean, he's just versatile. The only thing, I just don't know how that's going to translate to the NFL. You've seen the last two NFL quarterbacks. You had Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And Baker, we've kind of seen this not as consistent. Kyler kind of surprised some people last year. You just can't tell with the Oklahoma quarterbacks. I have faith for Jalen Hurts. I think he has the potential to be the number one quarterback from this class. It's just hard to tell how his game is going to translate to the NFL. Because I feel like he's not exactly like Kyler Murray, but he's not Baker Mayfield either. It's kind of like that mix in between, and it'll be interesting to see how that's received in the I NFL. See that, yeah. All right. Um, Richard? So at number three, I have Jacob Eason out of Washington. Uh, 6'6", prototypical quarterback, good size, good arm strength. Um, he is very inexperienced. He did transfer from Georgia. He got benched after Jake Fromm came on through. Um, I think he has really good potential. Um, he can. He's really tall, six six. That's pretty tall for a quarterback. Um, once the pocket collapses, though, like you, it's really difficult to tell, like how good they can be on the run or, like, when they have pressure in their face. So he did take a downfall on, like, accuracy and, like, passer rating. But 23 touchdowns to eight interceptions, I think that's pretty good. He did play in the Pac-12, though, so that's yeah, a little softer on the defensive side. But I think I have Jacob Easton as my third-ranked quarterback. I'm not going to lie, Richard. That one shocked me right there. I was not expecting Jacob Easton's name to be said during this podcast whatsoever. I, I think he has like right system, like learns behind the right people. He's got he's got the size, like he has the look to be a good NFL quarterback, at least a starter. I see him as a quarterback journeyman, backup wherever he goes for his whole career, and I I'm not sure, but I respect it. You had stuff to back it up, so that's fair. Cedric, nah. you have a take on Jacob Easton. <laughs> was that your key time before Jacob Easton went to college? I did say where he went. He went to Washington. Yeah. There I we go. It. All right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> All right. Should we get to our uh, top two quarterbacks? Uh, you want to go first? I'll go first. Number two. Again, like I said, one through three was really hard for me. Number two, I got to go Joe Burrow. I mean, I know that's kind of a shock putting him at two. 60 touchdowns, 5,000 passing yards last season. 76% completion percentage. The numbers, again, like just the numbers show that this guy you, should you be really amazing. Don't think the are gonna take him? But my only, like, I think they're going to take him number one overall. I just okay, don't think yeah. he's the best quarterback in the draft. I think the biggest problem for me is you look at his junior year to his senior year, and it's just an exponential jump. And it's like, what may have caused that? And I, Joe Brady, the like offensive passing coordinator for LSU, was hired in between his junior and senior years. And so I'm just not sure how much of his turnaround was attested to being in Joe Brady's system and how much of it was just him improving. So I don't know, again, how much of that's just Joe Burrow or how much that's being in the right system. So that's why okay. he's number two for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just curious. At number two. Number one, then. Are you saying yeah, two I'm curious, too. I'm going to let Richard say All his right. number two, and you'll get my So number, number two, I have Justin Herbert out of Oregon, 6'6". Six, six. Um this quarterback, I think, has the best arm in the draft. Legit dual threat. Has athleticism. But 
way too inconsistent. He can never lead Oregon, like, in the big games. Like, they were always high-ranked. Like, once they got to, like, Pac-12 championship or they played, like, a good, like, a decent team on their schedule, they always ended up losing. Um, Never made it to the um, college football playoffs while Justin Herbert was there. Justin Herbert was a four-year starter, never took him to the playoffs. So you could really, like, question, like, his leadership ability or, like, his clutch factor if he has that. Um, Oregon is one of the better programs in college football. Um, always has the top recruiting class, so I don't see why they wouldn't make the playoffs. But I think Justin Herbert is a quality quarterback, good arm, best arm in the draft. Um, and he's a dual threat, tall, dual threat quarterbacks are the new, like, it in the yeah. NFL. Just, just, yeah. just don't look at Kyler I respect. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Kyler is <coughs> a freak in nature, though. I'm glad yeah. he chose to take the football. But, uh, all right, Richard, should we go through <coughs> one now? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Kyler, right. boy. My number one, if it's healthy, if the doctors say he's good to go, you cannot dispute this if he's 100% healthy. My number one is Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, you just look at his junior year and the start of his senior year, and it's just consistency, just decision-making, everything. I mean, the guy was second in completion of standards behind Joe Burrow, less interceptions than Joe Burrow. I get it was less time, but, I mean, even in the short time we got him, he just showed why he is the number one quarterback in the draft. He can use his legs when you need to, like Richard said. I think the Russell Wilson comparison is 100% accurate. I really love Tua Tagovailoa. Even when he's pressured, he doesn't make bad decisions. He's a good quarterback that knows what he's doing in the pocket. That's why Tua Tagovailoa is no, no, I love to number see one Tua quarterback. Just under Belichick. I just, I just love to see him get brought up by Belichick. Somehow he's get traded to the Patriots for wherever he goes. I would Patriots too. Are, I, think... I have heard, I've seen a lot of rumors, Patriots trading up. To draft a quarterback. I don't know what quarterback, but they do want to trade. I mean, they need more. <laughs> seen a lot of jo- Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts love. Yeah, I for, yeah, I see uh, that. Or even Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, I've heard too. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think so I have. They probably won't go for They probably won't get to it just because someone else arrived. Gotten them by that time. But still, I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't know. If, if Tua was somehow miraculously go to the Patriots, I think it'd be interesting in just seeing how much he builds from there. I agree. So, as a sleeper, or honorable mention, I have Jake Fromm, quarterback out of Georgia. <laughs> I yes, thought this man was saying this number one. But <laughs> no, not not number one. That's this is my honorable mention who didn't make my list. Yeah. Accurate passer. He is very accurate. Like he will not. He does not turn the ball over. Um, but big problem with him. Not a really strong arm. Accurate though, and like he just won't lose. He. He did very good at Georgia, beat out talented quarterback uh, Justin Fields. Questionable, but he beat him. I'm just looking at this. Um, I'm looking 24, at this. five interceptions. But number one quarterback on my list, best quarterback, Heisman winner from last year, Joe Burrow, 6'4", out of LSU, high, high football IQ. The quarterback rooms that he has been in, you could just see why he has high IQ. Like, good, accurate throws, always keeps his eyes downfield, makes plays. Problem is, only one year of production, that's it. Like, 
average size. Like he's he's the average quarterback in the NFL. Nothing special about that's him. That's why I'm I'm kind of with that. Thing. It's that one year that would just put me on edge. Yeah, he, and like it's just the fact that like you you add in the fact that Joe Brady came in that year too. Like you're not sure how much of that is being in the right system and how much. Like don't get me wrong, I think Joe Burrow is actually a very good quarterback. I just don't know if we're setting way too high expectations yeah, for him from being in the right system. But it's, but he did like you could put if you put him in the good NFL system. I mean, who says that he can't get sixty touchdowns again? I mean, put him in a, put him in a bad system. You're saying the same thing the other way. Yeah, but I think I if you put Joe Burrow in the good system, he could be the best quarterback. He just has really good IQ. He came. From Ohio State, was in really good quarterback rooms with like JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins, like Ohio State quarterbacks who did really good. And um, Urban Meyer, really good coach. And then he goes to LSU and he just flourishes. But, you know, one only one year that he had, um, questionable, but. Uh, I have Joe Burrow as my number one quarterback. Man, I don't have a problem with that. Like I said, I agree. I think what you said is very good. The experience he's been around and all that doesn't make a difference. I want to get back to Jake Fromm. I, I love, like, y'all don't understand. I love Jake Fromm. Like, I idolize that guy watching on QB1 and everything. I just, I don't know. I There's no dual threat capabilities with nope. him running. He can't really do that. He's just a game manager. Like you're, Jake Fromm is not going to take over a game for you. You're going to get ahead, and Jake Fromm's not going to lose a game for you, but he's not going to win a game for you. Yeah. And that's why he's not anywhere near my top five. But I think Joe Burrow's a reasonable number one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does in his first year, wherever he does land. It looks like it's going to be Sensi, but we don't know. But I think that was a good yeah. uh, top five for both quarterbacks. Should we move on to running backs? No, nah, I think more quarterback thoughts we want to have? I'm good on quarterbacks. All right, let's just, let's just keep, All right. I want to keep it so to the top three. Let's for start with yeah. top three yeah. running backs. All right, so if we're going to do just top three, then I got to talk about a guy that was just outside my top three, but I think is definitely a player to watch. Uh, his name's Zach Moss out of Utah. And I mean, this dude's just insane. Rushing, he can catch out of the backfield, he's just fast. 5'9, 223. The dude just gets into open space and does not get caught. Over a thousand yards rushing last year, fifteen touchdowns. Like Zach Moss out of Utah is a name to know. Not my top three, but definitely a name to know. So getting into my top three, my third running back is DeAndre Swift from Georgia. Wow. Same same thing. Thousand yard rusher last year, six point two yards per carry, four point four eight forty. The dude's fast. The dude's hey, good. This, was, this man was the, the hardest talented of running back class. I he definitely was the heart of Georgia. He made Jake Fromm better than he looked, but this is a talented running back. Hold class, on, let I me just. Like. And I feel I like wanted, again, you have him at number three. I'm... Number three, and I feel confident with my one and two. I just okay. This is a talented running back class. Now I'm not saying I think DeAndre Swift's going to be a starter wherever he goes. I'm just saying this is a talented running back class. He's not at the top of this class. Okay. What are you saying, Richard? Man's just number three. Five, eight, and two, twelve. I mean, he will tear you yeah. apart. I don't like. Don't get me wrong. I love DeAndre Swift. I just again, I think this is one of the most talented running back classes we've seen in the draft in a while, and I think he's yeah, just maybe not. This is a pretty right, deep class. Is. I have like six or seven guys. That I think. All right, so number three, 
I have Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. It is uh, yeah, five eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big running back. Um, he played at Wisconsin, so like Wisconsin, like they breed like offensive linemen. So like they have really good offensive linemen over there. Uh, really good speed. Um, he did have a lot of carries in college, so I don't know if like that could inflate like his rushing yards and like touchdowns. So Richard. Only thing I'm gonna say for that for that thing right there is if you look at their yards per carry, um, Jonathan Taylor had more. Jonathan Taylor's yards per carry was six point three. DeAndre Swift was six point two. So. So yeah, but like like I said, you could always say that for DeAndre Swift. Georgia had the best, I think, had the best offensive line in college football. Oh, I totally so, agree. Andrew Thomas yes. was the best tackle in this well, draft. I don't know about best tackle, or, but oh, nah, he's the best I, tackle. I don't in this draft. know about that. <laughs> Maybe, but, but that's that's a discussion for another yeah. time. I'll let you get back to um, Jonathan Taylor has nothing to offer in the passing game. Does not catch the ball. Um, fumbling is an issue. He did have a lot of fumbles this year, but um, I have Jonathan Taylor at number three just because of his size. Well, before I go against what Richard just said, I guess I'll just go ahead and give you my number two. My number two is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, more rushing yards than DeAndre Swift by a decent bit. More rushing touchdowns than DeAndre Swift. More receiving yards out of the backfield than DeAndre Swift. More receiving touchdowns than DeAndre Swift. I mean, you just look at it statistically. He was Wisconsin. He just had a bet. He he was, but he just every in every way he had a better year than DeAndre Swift, whether it was rushing or receiving. I think that this is a guy. This is a consistent back in the NFL. I don't think he's going to blow anybody away, but I think he's going to find the right team and he's going to work well for them. Uh, definitely a little bit of turnover concerns, but just the dude gets yards, he scores touchdowns. It's what you want in an NFL back. And I feel like, I mean, 4.3940, that's insane. I just think he's talented, faster than DeAndre Swift. That's why he's ahead of DeAndre Swift in my right. top three. So number two, I have J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State. Five two, I mean five ten. <laughs> sorry, tiny as He is five a two. he is. When I say it, like, I don't mean this like in like a sus way, but like he has like thick <laughs> legs. Like my man is right. huge. Like he All is right. hard to tackle. He's going to be hard to tackle. We're talking about. Um, he doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of elusiveness. Not that like, but he is a powerful runner. Um, he did really well in the game in the championship game against uh, Clemson. Um, you know he has he's fla- he he has the ability to be flashy. Maybe if like a team could build up his speed, but I think J.K. Dobbins is a really good running back. Um, that's why I have him right. my number two. Well, that'll perfectly segue my number one. No surprise here is J.K. Dobbins. Um, I mean, you just look at it. I think him and Jonathan Taylor are very similar. I just think that J.K. Dobbins is a little bit more explosive capability. I think Jonathan Taylor is a little more consistent. I think J.K. Dobbins has that explosive capability that you want in an NFL running back. I mean, he can be a game changer. Richard touched on it. I watched the game against Clemson last year, and just 
that game got swayed when he was taken out of the game because of his injury. But before that, he was just bashing Clemson with his rushing capabilities, and Clemson could not stop him. And, I mean, if you can do that against Clemson, I feel like you can do that against an NFL defense. So I'm very high on J.K. Dobbins. I think he's the best running back in the draft, and I think he has the chance to be a big star in the NFL one day. So at number one, DeAndre Swift, Georgia, 5'9". Smaller running back, but I don't think that matters because – just like the production he had, um, he was Georgia's offense. Like everything, pretty much ran through him. He did have a really good offensive line blocking for him, but I think that he was able to make a mediocre, mediocre quarterback look pretty good. Um, not a lot of people have that talent that they're able to like bring others around him up, but. Um, he is a very good weapon in the pass game. Very quick, elusive, quick cuts. I think DeAndre Swift is the best running back in the in this class. I mean, we definitely ranked them different ways, but I think our top three was, was the same. consistent. And I think, yeah, I think that's the consensus around the whole nation is that that's the top three. Like I said, Zach Moss Hilarious. is definitely a name I want to watch out for. You had Clyde Edwards Hilarious. I have him. I had him at number LSU. four. I had him at four too, but those were definitely like some big names. So I think we had a good list right there. You want to move on to receivers? Yeah, this receivers is pretty deep. Can we do four? Receivers is deep again. Uh, all right, my number four receiver is probably a name that uh, y'all haven't heard of as much. Denzel Mims out of Baylor, six three two oh seven, ran a four three eight forty, thirty eight inch vertical. And, I mean, the dude just caught passes while I was at Baylor. He was their biggest threat. I mean, he was at Baylor, so he didn't get as much national attention. But he balled out while he was there. Whenever Baylor was struggling on offense, they went to him, and he answered their prayers every single time. So, Denzel Mims is my number four receiver. I think he's very underrated. I think he has a chance to be a star in the NFL. All right. Number four, I have Justin Jefferson, LSU. six one, really big receiver. Um Great hands. Went off on Oklahoma for 200-plus receiving yards in just the first half. Um, has that ability that can light, spark a offense on fire. Um, he, rarely fa- he rarely faced press coverage, so we don't know how that will translate into the NFL. There's a lot of press coverage in the NFL. Um Really fast, reliable um, target, and he's a really good route runner. Um, rarely messes up. Yeah, was it, was routes. he was, was he leading in touchdowns last year? I don't think. I mean, so. among all receivers. Yeah, I think. Uh, he led all seen. He led all receivers in the drafts and touchdowns with eighteen. I don't know about in the whole NCAA as a whole. I don't think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But out of all out of all receivers in the draft, he leads them in touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. So, like eight, yeah, eighteen. Um, yeah, eighteen exactly. And just Richards touched on him. So yeah, Justin Jefferson is actually my number three receiver. I have him ahead of Denzel Mims. Um, you kind of like hear, think about LSU's offense, and you think Joe Burrow, but you really need to look behind what made Joe Burrow Joe Burrow, and that's Justin Jefferson. The dude caught every single pass thrown to him. Basically, I mean, just fast. He made a difference in every game he was in. LSU used him to just destroy Oklahoma in the college football semifinal and he lives up to the moment the big lights don't scare him he shows up when he needs to show up and he goes to work 
And I think that he's going to be a very good receiver in the next level. Yeah. So Justin Jefferson is my number three receiver. Yeah, that, that's that's Joe Burrow, Scotty Pippen right there. It really is. So, yeah. All Richard. right, number three. Richard, my number three. three, I have T. Higgins out of Clemson. 6'3", big receiver. He had a very good quarterback throwing him the ball, Trevor Lawrence. Um, T. Higgins had a disappointing 40 at the – combine at his pro day sorry um didn't really face much competition in the acc but um can't blame him on that uh really he is a red zone threat um he had 13 touchdowns on the season so he can he's tall so he can out jump any i believe any corner in the nfl so, I think that's all. I think receiver. that's all good. I definitely. I think there's a lot of question marks, just kind of like with his physicality and just how athletic he is. I agree with everything you said. He can definitely catch the ball, but uh, he's not in my like list. But so should we go on to number two? Yeah, yeah. My number two is Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, and the biggest thing with Henry Ruggs is his numbers from last year aren't going to jump off the page to you. But you just look at the speed. I mean, a four-two-seven forty is ridiculous. A forty-two-inch vertical is ridiculous. And you watch the times when he did catch a pass last year, and the man just takes off as soon as that ball touches his hands. You find a way to get him the ball, and he'll find a way to score you some points. And I think he's going to be utilized. I don't think he's the number one receiver in an offense, but he's going to be a very good number two receiver in any NFL offense. And I think he's going to make a very big difference at the next level in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, so at number two, I have Jerry Judy out of Alabama, six one, best route runner in the in the draft, I believe. Um, big problem though, his production did like take a nosedive from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. He didn't do that much this past year, um, but. I mean, granted, you could also take that with Tua being out, so. Yeah, that, that could be a factor. But he um, he did take a dive in production. But I think that he can get back to that same production with a consistent quarterback and the right system. You could say that for anybody, but I think Jerry Judy is um, the second best receiver in this class. Um, good route runner. Uh, has – Break breakaway speed, so I think he could be a really good receiver in the league. Yeah. I, I think I agree with everything you just said. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, you watch a lot of Jerry Judy's tape, and he's a very big, like, make a defender miss kind of guy, and I don't know how well it's going to translate to the NFL. I mean, he played some competition where he's making guys look like fools, but you don't know how well it's going to happen in the NFL, so we'll definitely see. But I think Jerry Judy's a solid pick. He, again, is not on my list, but – um. I guess we'll wrap this one up and go with number one. I think we're going to have the same number one. I could be wrong. But my number one, and I really don't see how you can debate this, is C.D. Lamb. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything with this guy. Catching the ball, catching runs, scoring touchdowns, you name it, this guy does it. Short threat, deep threat, everything you need from a receiver, he'll do it. He's physical. He's competitive. He can burn you. I mean, he's just one of the most complete receivers that I've seen in a very long time, and I think that he is going to be a difference maker wherever he goes. Oh, so, yeah. C.D. Lamb is my number one. Kid's a stud. 
I also think CD Lamb is he's also my number one receiver, strongest receiver in the draft. Big. I have him in comparison to uh Calvin Johnson with his size and the way he uses his body to catch the football. Um, very physical. He can win one if you if it's a one on one, he's gonna win nine out of the ten times. Um those jump ball plays and stuff like that. So C D Lamb, um number one receiver, best receiver. You're, ta- you're talking about like just purely like that whole Calvin Johnson. You're talking about like just like physicality, right? Yeah, physicality. I mean, Calvin like, Johnson, that, he still had like three more inches on him. Yeah, he yeah. does. But I feel like phys- like play style wise, they play like similar. Yeah. Use your yeah, I agree. To the best I, people. I see what you're saying. But I, I just think C.D. Lamb is just – and I mean, you watch him at the combine, everything. Just wherever this dude goes, he goes to compete. And I think that's what makes him the number one receiver. And I'm excited to see what he does at the next level. Yeah. All right. So, so what should we move on to the de- defensive side of the ball, defensive line? Defensive line or defense, period? I thought we were going to do our top five defensive linemen okay. and then linebackers. I have. Right, I only so, have. Uh, let's I do only top three defensive linemen. Let's do four top three linemen, defensive linemen. That's fine. Yeah. All right, Max, we we'll get started. All right, we're doing four or three. Three. Uh, three. Three. All right. So number three for me is um, Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. I mean, the dude is just insane. He's just a freak athlete that somehow plays defensive line. He is fast off the ball. He can drive an alignment back. He can move around him if he needs to. He just – I think that he gets overshadowed because everyone talks about Chase Young, but right behind Chase Young is Javin Kinlaw, and I think it's actually pretty close. I think he's going to be a big difference maker wherever he goes, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does at the next level. Yeah. So, uh, so I also have Javon Kinlaw at uh, number three. South, he's 6'5", so he has the size and the strength to be um, one of the best receive- defensive linemen in the class. But I believe that he um, he was an SEC, so he did play against, like, the best offenses and um, really solid season. Um, I think he has he has the size, so he has the potential to be one of the greats. Um collapsed the pocket a lot. He needs to work on his pass rush. Didn't have that many sacks this year, uh, this past year, but um, I think his production um, would be really good to disrupt the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So my number two is going to be Derek Brown out of Auburn. And I mean, you just watch Derek Brown's tape and even if he does not make the tackle, <coughs> the guy that is lined up in front of him gets you driven back five yards off the ball every single time. I mean, the dude just gets in the backfield no matter the play. If it's a run play, pass play, he gets back there and he's very good at shedding the block and making the tackle after he gets back there. Uh, biggest thing you see from him that I love is his strip sacks and strip fumbles. He gets the ball carry and he tries to cause a turnover and he's very successful in that. I just think that Derek Brown's going to be a very big just run disruptor. He's going to blow up the line of scrimmage every single play. And he's number two on my list because he just <laughs> he gets in the backfield every single play. It's hard to ignore the fact that he's just going to drive the other guy that he's lined up against five yards back every single time, and he usually makes a tackle to go with it. Yeah. So at number two, I also have Derek Brown. 
out of Auburn. Really big guy, disrupts the pocket. Um, did pretty well this year. What was the stats? Four four sacks on the season, pretty good. Um, he can play anywhere on the D line. I uh, saw him line up at defensive end at times too. Yeah, needs to work on his speed a little bit. Um, didn't really get to the quarterback that much, but definitely like demands a double team with his size. So I, I agree. Two. I agree with all that, and I think that's very an underrated part of his um evaluation is the fact that, like you said, he can line up at nose tackle, he can line up at defensive end. Wherever you need him to go on the D-line, he can go there and make a difference. So I think that's very good. And then number one, I feel like this is the consensus number one, Super Bowl has the number one player overall in the draft. It's got to be Chase Young out of Ohio State. I mean, just explosive. His pass rushing ability to get to the quarterback and just cause problems is insane. And he's just physical. He can get by you with his speed. He can use his physicality to get by you. You name it, he can do it. I am a little bit just – one thing I want to make sure is that he's consistent because especially at Ohio State, they'd usually take him out sometimes and use him just on third down situations, which I understand. But you just want to make sure that he can play all three downs if he needs to. But without a doubt, best defensive lineman in the draft, Chase Young out of Ohio State. I mean, State. yeah, man's averaging over a sack a game. Even with that time yeah, taken out, it's, it's just like – Number you, one. You can't, you can't dispute the production, yeah. Number one defensive lineman. Number one player in the whole draft. Highest grade, going second overall to the Washington Redskins. Game changer, best player in the past decade to come out of the draft. Going to be okay. better than J.J. Watt, break the okay. sack record. He's going <laughs> to okay. be the best play, best defensive player in NFL history. Zedric, Chase cut off. <laughs> A.K.A. I thought, the Predator. I thought, about, I thought he was about to lead up to like some other name. That was just the way I was going up no. like that. I was like, is he not Chase, Best player to come out of the draft this past decade. He's going to be great. I think he's going to break the sack record sometime in his career. Very big, 6'6", big frame, play anywhere, demands a double team every play. He's going to get to the quarterback. He's going to get back there. So you need multiple people on him. He's coming to the Washington Redskins. He's going to change that franchise around. Um I, I see hate, the Redskins coming so in. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a big threat coming soon. Just watch out for Chase Young. He's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year without a doubt. So Chase Young is my number one defensive lineman and number one player in the draft. I mean, I think Richard was all 100% right. I think he kind of got off on a tangent a little bit talking <laughs> about the Redskins. But yeah, it's just the weekend. I think it's a – I think his overall evaluation of Chase Young is very accurate. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to break any – I mean, he may very well break a sack record. I don't think he's the best player to come out of the draft in the last decade. He is. But best I think defensive he's, prospect in the draft. I definitely – I think he's better than the Bosa brothers, and I'm excited to see what he does the next level. But uh, I think we had a pretty even defensive line pairing, so should we move on to the linebackers? Same. But all I have to say is if you saw the production from a player like Nick Bosa – how he was able to instantly flip, like, the 49ers defense. Um, the That, like, X factor he had on the 49ers led them to oh, a no, Super Bowl. Really I'm not saying the Redskins are going to the Super Bowl. They definitely have a lot of more holes to fill. But 
like someone like that. Um, they were teammates I mean, at once. Granted, Nick Bosa did make a difference for the 49ers, but they also had a very solid D-line with DeForest Buckner and Solomon Thomas. and The, the Redskins have a solid D-line as well, but like Chase Young like has that it factor that like it's going to be hard to stop him. I agree. Should we go to our linebackers now? I'm buying his jersey once he gets drafted. Anyway, I know you. Um, <laughs> top top three only linebackers. Time to get traded. Yeah, top three. All right. So my third right linebacker is Patrick Queen out of LSU. Oh. Um, <laughs> nah, I stand by this one. He's a smart linebacker. He's a little bit inexperienced, but I think the talent is there. His technique is good. He can move anywhere across the field with ease. Short. Drop into coverage. He can come down quick. Short. I think that Patrick Queen is a very versatile linebacker in this draft. He is a very short linebacker at six He's foot. short, but, but you don't need to be tall to play linebacker. I mean, it helps. But um, number three, I have Malik Harris out of Ohio State. Ohio State just had a killer defense. Um very good size. He's six uh, two. Um, red zone. He was very good in zone coverage. Uh, deflected a lot of passes this past year. Uh, he could defeat blocks. He could shut off blocks. Really good. Hello. As well and uh, solid range when it comes to that. So I have him at number three. All right. I mean, I think it's bad. Um, number two for me, I have Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. I think that Oklahoma's defense often gets a lot of hate for being in the Big 12 and let up a lot of points. But I think that Kenneth Murray kind of led a charge for Oklahoma this year that changed their defense and allowed them to make it to the college football playoff and make them a physical defense. He's very athletic. He's very physical. Biggest thing is he with Kenneth Murray is he can come up and stop the run. He will fill a gap and meet the running back in the hole, and he will knock the running back back. I think Kenneth Murray is just a very aggressive linebacker, and I think that translates well to the NFL. Uh, again, he's going to get overlooked because he was an Oklahoma linebacker, but I think that he's one of the most athletic running – I mean, linebackers in this draft, and he's just so physical. I think that he's going to be very successful at the next level. So, at number two, I also have Kenneth Murray. He did play in the Pac-12. No, not Pac-12. Big 12. Big 12. Um Good size. I'm all about, like, size and, like, prototypical, like, positions to, like, each position. He's 6'2", very good. Uh, Can play him anywhere, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. So, I have him at number two. Yeah, I think that's definitely – and then I think we're both going to have him the same number one, too. Um, Richard just obviously fangirled about Chase Young, but I think an argument can be made that the most talented player in this draft is Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. I mean, no matter where you put this dude, he makes a difference. Whether that's on the line, at linebacker, or in the passing game, no matter where this man is, he makes a difference. He can come up and sack the quarterback. He can meet a running back in the hole. He can cover a receiver if he needs to. He was Clemson's Swiss Army knife on defense, and the Clemson defense, which got him to the national championship game, was led by him. And I think that I mean, the you, saw, you saw him at the NFL Combine. He had a great combine. I don't see any reason why Isaiah Simmons is not going to be a great player at the next level. He may have to start focusing on a little bit more of one aspect of his game, but I see a little bit more of a Tyron Matthew kind of player, Honey Badger, 
he just plays everywhere and he makes a difference everywhere. And I think he's going to be an instant impact wherever he goes. I think he's going to be more than just a player. He's going to be a leader for the team in general. I mean, yeah, he's going to be out there. I, I can see him just because everyone looks up to him like a captain position. I totally agree. I think that he's going to be a leader very soon. I, I'm i very high on this guy. I think that defensively speaking, it's Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons and then the rest of the field. But okay. I think Isaiah Simmons is one of the best players in this draft. So at number one, I have also Isaiah Simmons. Plays everywhere. Um, in the national championship game, he played safety majority of the game. Um, you can't, you don't really see a lot of six four players at his size playing safety. Um, but he has the ability. He has that ability because he is so athletic. Um, he does rely on his athleticism a lot, though. Um, he does have good football IQ. Um, he can obviously, he yeah, obviously has. Really good. He plays really good in the zone, um, obviously, because he can play safety. But um, Isaiah Simmons can play anywhere on the field. Uh, could even see him at corner, maybe. Um, D-line, he can play anywhere on the D-line as well. He is just like – you could stick him anywhere and he will be good. But he is – I do have him as like the second overall uh, defensive player behind the GOAT, Chase Young. But – Isaiah Simmons uh, is if he does play linebacker, he is the best linebacker in the draft. I agree with Richard, um, but I think that was our top positions for quarterback, running back, receiver, D line, and linebackers. Uh, we're not going to do a mock draft because that's way too complicated for three <laughs> seniors in high school. But yeah. um, that was our top at certain positions. If you have anything you want to say to us, let us know. We'll be sure to argue with us. I just don't know why I just said that. I definitely messed that up. <laughs> we'll leave that out. But um, that was our rankings of certain positions coming up for the NFL draft. We hope there is an NFL season. We hope there's a college season. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to add? Chase Young's the best player in the draft. Of course he is. Well, stay tuned. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about the Last Dance documentary. We may have a guest star come on and debate uh, the MJ oh, versus LeBron debate that's obviously going to come out because of this. So uh, stick around and thank you for listening to the Second Take podcast. Shalom. <laughs>